on this computer. All right. Woo-wee. <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> it is Sunday, 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 December the 18th, 2022. Welcome to the final show of the year for the Zodiac Chat Line. I'm your host, Tanae, and I am here as always with my lovely co-host, Cassie Girl. Hey, we made it, y'all. Girl, girl. Made it all the way around to the end of another year. Congratulations to all of us. (laughs) We made it through another election cycle. By the Um, skin of our democracy, everybody. It's like not even funny because we might as well laugh and not cry. Um, (laughs) But it is funny. So we have reached the tail end of Sagittarius season. We have the sun in its last couple days in Sagittarius. The moon is in Libra. We have Mars retrograde in Gemini. Jupiter and Neptune are hanging out in Pisces where they love to be. Saturn is in Aquarius, modern day uh, early ruler but Saturn's in Aquarius pretty good placement for a um abrupt uh abruptness in some sort of uh structured way maybe um and then Uranus is still retrograde in Taurus and we have Mercury Venus and Pluto all in Capricorn so we are living in this big Capricorn goat ass energy um we will continue to get more Capricorn energy by the end of this week. We will fully be absorbed in Capricorn season with the winter solstice and the sun moving into Capricorn on Wednesday, the 21st. Um, And so it is a great time to reflect on the year and really plan for next year and take the careful methodical goat energy forward. Yeah. And nobody is doing anything quickly or with a lot of energy behind it for a while because once the sun moves into Capricorn we have zero planets in fire signs zero so take your cues from Capricorns and you know just lay low do it bit by bit do it slowly and you know plan get those gears working like you said just lay the groundwork for what you're going to do that's what the winter season is about root work going deep you know what can we lay down now what can we put under the surface so that it sprouts in the spring and grows and flourishes in the summer and fall and taking all of those inspiring amazing ideas in Sagittarius season and really deciding which ones you can make good plans for and which ones were just like, you know, the big, big dreams. Um, And this week, last week we had a pretty, you know, everything was like, okay. Um, But this week, the energy shifts on Tuesday, Jupiter does move into Aries. Uh, Wednesday, the sun is going to go into Capricorn and the new moon comes in early Friday morning, um, right at the beginning of Capricorn. So this is really good um, for 
really taking your time to decide how you're going to use Capricorn energy because it's so such an early degree of the beginning of Capricorn that you can transform it into any way you want. Um, and then it will also have take your little time because Mercury will retrograde and that's how Capricorn season will want to uh, show us up at the end of the year. Mercury will retrograde on the 29th of uh, this month right before we hit the new year and it will stay retrograde all the way through January 18th of next year. Um, so as Cassie said, root work, slow your ass down. Since Mercury is retrograde and Mars is retrograde, which Gemini is in Mars right now, retrograde, like slow the F down, like just really um, take the time. And another thing I want to note is that we do kind of generally talk about like sun signs and moon signs and rising signs. But a lot of times um, knowing your time of earth and knowing your rising sign is really good to know how your chart is laid out. Because when we talk about these transitions, they hit those certain points where they are and the houses that they are in your particular chart. Um, so I'll give you an example. I have a seventh house Capricorn. Um, and so a lot of my energy and all of this Capricorn energy is usually focused on relationships and how I can be better in them and take my time. Um, but I encourage you to figure out your rising sign and look at where Capricorn is in your chart um, and then kind of look at those houses themes and, and how that's kind of working in your life right now. Um, Love that. That's a great tip. I have 10th house Capricorn. So get pretty your comfy work. there. It's literally perfect. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. Like the mm -hmm. most comfortable. Okay. Yep. Well, we know where Cassie go be. Cassie go be rich y'all. It's cool. <laughs> Taking with me today, we're gonna be rich. Oh yes, we gonna be rich. We gonna be all right. Um, so, did you want? Did you want to say? I don't know what. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I want to talk about. I do want to talk about some um, events that really did occur this past week that we. I want to mention the very first one. I want to mention is congratulations to Sherelle Griner and. Brittany for coming home after being in Russia for nine months. Um, whether or not you agree with how this happened, it she's home and she deserved to happen. She is not some random black lesbian. She's a two-time Olympic gold Olympic medalist as well as a professional WNBA player. Um, so just know that Brittany, we here at Zodiac Chatline have been saying your name and are so, so thankful that you are home with your family and your wife. And we cannot wait to see you on the court next year uh, with the Phoenix Mercury. Um, second, President Biden signed officially into law um, last Thursday, the Respect for the Marriage Act, which gives protection and rights um, based on sexual same-sex marriage interracial civil marriages and protects religious liberty. Um, again, I'm sure there was some inter-conversations about what exactly how it is, but at least we're moving in the right direction. Again, the Capricorn energy, the Pluto being in Capricorn, a lot of massive changes behind structures and authority. And what we're seeing again, as we talked about last week, all the protests all over the world, especially in Iran, and now I think it's, was it Colombia or Peru? I think it's Peru, there's protests. Like everybody is challenging that authority um, with Capricorn. China? Oh, 
oh yeah oh that's right so mm-hmm. you know Capricorn season is lit um uh, a sentence that normally doesn't get uttered but you guys I mean the it's some, some stuff um, <laughs> the other amazing thing was also last Thursday uh Miss Claudine Gay was named Harvard University's president as the first black leader and she's a daughter of Haitian immigrants and she's a social scientist with expertise in political behavior. And so uh, prior to being a professor, prior to this appointment, she was a professor, but now she is the president of Harvard. We love to see black women succeed. That's all I'm gonna say. Ray said it and I continue to say it. I support every, (laughs) I'm rooting for everybody black. (laughs) Um, And finally for me, this is all I'm going to say on this because I don't want to elaborate anymore. We here at the Zodiac chat line stand with Megan Pete, AKA Megan the Stallion. And that is it. Yep. Yep. That's that. That's on that. Um, so do you have any, anything else we need to chat about? That was, I feel like, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, not really. I, you know, I, yeah, as you said, we're we're move, we're moving in deep into Capricorn territory here this week, and you know everybody expects some slowdowns. Mercury retrograde is going to continue that trend. That is why we took our, part of why we planned our break for when we did because we're like, okay, let us come back after Mercury's ass is already out of retrograde. Um, and there is some interesting change happening between now. And when we will see you again um, at the beginning of Aquarius season. So I think it's worth kind of going through. So Venus will move into Aquarius right after the new year um, on January 2nd. The full moon in Cancer will happen on January 6th. That's a, that's a pretty powerful full moon every year. The moon rules Cancer. Given that, again, we're in this slowdown. <laughs> it's on January 6th, girl. Oh, shit. Like the Capitol riots. <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, and Mercury well, will still be in retrograde then. So yeah. This is gonna be Stay it. home oh, for that one. Gonna, girl, that's right. That's a use that cancer full moon energy to be a cancer and cry Stay sit your in the ass at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, right. For real. Fuck it. Um, and then you know, we have oh, and Mars goes direct in the midst of all of this uh on january 12th so you know we've got some 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 moves happening but in general ride the slow chill vibe it's you know winter time what you gonna do you gonna be outside all the time no it is Capricorn season, put your head down, focus on that bag and keep it moving. And then in Aquarius season, you can kind of let your humanitarian and friendliness fly and really get out there and look at and, you know, focus on other groups, but like, you know, during Capricorn season and all of, and by that time, everything will be direct. So right before the new moon in Aquarius, all of the planets will be direct. I believe Uranus or maybe Uranus might still be the only one, but other than that, a lot of the other smaller, more personal planets that we talked about before um, will be direct. So that will give us the time and energy to get our projects that we were planning now moving forward for Aquarius season. Yes, ma'am. So are you excited about this guest? 
I'm so excited about this guest. We're going to have such a good chat. We are. Before we bring her on, just to let you know, if you are watching us live, feel free to drop questions. Um, we are live. So, you know, if we see them and I can get to them, we'll talk, we'll chat with you. Um, but thank you for everybody that's already watching and that loves us already. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest. She is a digital content creator and social media manager. Um, and I am super excited to have her on the show because she also is a Capricorn. And I think she was shocked to hear that, but it's okay. We love that for her. Hello, this is Ashley Hood. She is adjusting and getting herself together, but we <laughs> love to have her here. Yes. Hey, Queen. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on a Sunday chilly night at the end of Sagittarius season. We appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so actually today's topic is ambition. And the definition that we found was um, a strong desire to do or to achieve something, typically requiring determination and hard work. Um, and so my first question for you, we're going to jump right in. We don't really hesitate here at the zodiac chat line um what was your first taste of success Ooh. um i would say my first taste of success was when i was a cheerleader it made me it may seem very small but um i was on a team where really like the outcasts were put on the team but we always won like grand prize or first place. So that's when I knew like, oh, I we can be a part of something really big. You know what I'm saying? Uh, being a part of something that big and having that successful like feeling of accomplishing something. That was my first taste of it when I was about, I would say, third grade. Wow. I, like, I got to get it. I have to continue this feeling. <laughs> and she was that trying to say she awesome. was a Capricorn <laughs> <laughs> like third grade I tasted success <laughs> no I thought for sure you were going to be like I was high a school. sophomore in high school yeah, <laughs> it was third grade when I was Beautiful. like I love this <laughs> that is awesome so like what what is it like how 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 hard are you willing to go for it like do you do you love the practice do you love the like what made you decide it was worth staying with the work does that make sense honestly it may be very shallow to say just to, just to be able to say that I'm the best that I want <laughs> it's enough for me <laughs> like I I did it we're number one just that whole bragging rights thing is enough for me and now the Sagittarius comes out. No, just <laughs> oh, you know, I was right. That I was like, I was also thinking that moon sign that we haven't talked about yet might be oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, So how has failure driven your ambition? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't, I don't like to fail. I don't like it I take it very hard sometimes 
I won't even try if I think I'm gonna fail. It's 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 bad. I don't like to be. I don't like to come in last place. I don't like to lose <laughs> at all. So yeah. I feel you. I'm very, I, I don't, and I, it's one of those things, um, like, so now I have kids and you, you realize your kids are like reflections of your own past and your own trauma and your own, you know, successes and failures. And my, my son, I have a really hard time convincing to do anything. He's not like naturally gifted at and I'm so exactly the same way like I have no desire to work really hard at something I don't already have some aptitude at it's like why you know like I don't I don't want to be shitty at this I don't want to like look like I'm not good because like I know I'm good at this other stuff I'm gonna go do that you know but it's hard and we don't of course you know always get the choices of what we have to work at or just succeed at either so um, that's so funny. <laughs> so um, have you, I was gonna say, have you failed at something and then tried it again and succeeded? That's a, I don't know. That's a hard one. Cause when I say I avoid failure, I, I rarely do things that I think, that I'm gonna feel at like I only do it if I know that I'm gonna be the best you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know I would have to really think about that I don't know is there anything you do that can't be judged by success or failure that you like just love and it's simple enough for it to just be It's okay if the answer to that is no. Also, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> you guys are making me think. So, um, yes. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Like now that I'm thinking about it, everything that I do, I'm judging it myself. If it's not anybody mm-hmm. else judging it, I'm judging it myself. It's like, if does it, you know live up to my standards of this is a success or this is a failure you know what I'm saying so probably Mm -hmm. not I judge every little thing that I do whether it's I don't know painting because I love to paint to making a good grade oh that's bad I wouldn't no I wouldn't I don't don't think of it as bad just think of it as something that you're becoming more self-aware about and you can choose how you go with that knowledge so it's like you can challenge yourself to try more at things that you think you might fail at because you actually could succeed you know like you're already psyching yourself out being like I could probably fail at this but you don't really fail at anything that you try so you might as well try it right that's that's what I'm working on now. That's that's the inner work that I'm doing. Good. That's your gonna be your birthday wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I have a question. Thinking about ambition. Um. Whose career do you admire? Um. So I thought about this one. Uh. I don't admire a career. It's more so a lifestyle. Like I admire a certain lifestyle that I know I want to live 
um, throughout my, you know, older years, that's, mm-hmm. that's what drives me the most. It's not so much as what they're doing. It's like how they're living. Um, and that's the people that's living peacefully, number one, not having to worry about money, not having to worry about basically money, any payments, anything like that, just living their free selves, doing what they want to do on their own time. Like that's, that's what drives my ambition. Like that's what I have to strive for, for sure. Time time is what drives your ambition because everybody talks about, you know, making the money. But the thing is, is like the money gives you the time to do what you want to do and spend it, how spend your time. And that's where the value comes in. So, um, I am at it to girl. I think we, we here. I'm here for uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. I, I add that little sprinkle on. I'll sprinkle some my way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so if you could um, ex- express how desire has played a role in your ambition. My desire to just be, I always, I don't know, now that I'm thinking about it, I just always want to be better than what, I I want more than what I have, I want to be better than what I am, that is really what drives me, I know on a lot of job interviews, they say, what's your motivation, and it's really just me, just me wanting to be better than what I am right now, like, it's just that inner motivation that inner ambition just drive to you know just I just want more <laughs> that's bottom line uh, yeah that's I mean totally totally get it very Capricorn vibes it's so many Capricorn vibes <laughs> so this it's entire crazy. time you have spoken your entire chart your big three you have spoken it this entire time without even knowing it i mean every little bit of it i'm like oh that's where that came from you you are um you are definitely all those energies combined (laughs) i'm always interested um with folks who are really ambitious to hear about whether that was something um that was like a value that was instilled in like childhood did you have any like role models when it came to work ethic or ambition or how were those kinds of things valued in your upbringing okay so I can say that my dad was a workaholic very uh, very much a workaholic but my mom on the other hand was very she's a Pisces so she was very bossy very much if it doesn't go in this order hold on let me get the light back Sorry. There we go. <laughs> um, if it doesn't go her way, she's very, she has a lot of anxiety about it. So I feel like just seeing them work hard towards what they want and my mom getting what she wants automatically, um, it just made me, it made me focus in on that determination and that hard work for sure. Like, I don't know where else I pulled it from. Maybe my grandparents saying that, oh, you got to be the best. I heard that a lot in childhood. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's I, 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 nature versus nurture. I don't know which, and yeah. still having a couple kids, it doesn't make it any clearer. You know, are you born 
I don't know. My kid's personality, my six-year-old's personality hasn't changed much since he was about six months old. So something, there's something innate in people, right? But then of course I hear him speak and the way he thinks about things. And I'm like, I've also molded this though. <laughs> so so it's, it's interesting. And you know, I think it kind of depends for each individual. Some people, I don't know, some people have like an un- assailable fire in them they're just gonna do whatever and it doesn't matter what anyone else says to them and other people are really easily shifted by the people around them so who knows i don't know i I was because it's only me and my younger brother so i am the rebel of the family so uh whatever my parents say i'm like i'm gonna challenge that and i'm gonna do this and then we'll see how it goes for me (laughs) (laughs) that that's one thing but I did get a lot of like my hard work from my dad and just being very particular for my mom so yeah um I think for me for ambition I think I am a dreamer that's Mm -hmm. ambitious (laughs) um I don't mind failing because I try and learn from it. Um, and I wish I was more ambitious. I think I really do wish I was more, or let me see. I wish I was more actively ambitious. I think like in my heart and in my mind, I'm like, yes, I am all about this, but to put it in action, I just, I need a little more of that. oomph um, instead of the, uh, you know, it might happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty ambitious. I'm, I've got a lot of cardinal energy in my chart. You know, I want to succeed. I want, I like to be the best, uh, you know, all growing up and in school, I was top of my class, you know, did uh, a, if I would be like, my mom would be like, go to bed. Like, you don't need to keep doing homework. And I'm like, but I have calculus to do, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like super intense and 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 I still feel that way um now I get frustrated with myself for not having accomplished more and I look at you know we're it's tough um to be an ambitious person person in this age where there's so many media outlets that shove like young successful people in your face and it makes you feel like shit you're just like oh I should you know I'm 38. Why am I not a millionaire? Why haven't I broken in? Why haven't I sold this script or done this thing or done whatever? And it's like, you know, we're all also still having to survive and, and want to live a pleasurable, you know, life at some point. And that's been a struggle for me is balancing the fact that I'm ambitious, but I also like to relax. Mm -hmm. And so I have to accept that, like, I'm not going to do everything as fast as other people when I also like to just chill out sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably never going to be that person that can just, you know, work for 16 hours a day and, you know, drink nutrition shakes and (laughs) go to bed and like, just be able to function like that. Like I can't. So it's kind of letting go of, the need to, to, to be the best and be at the top of my class and also think about other ways that success can be measured. Um, mm. and just being like, did I do more this year than I did last year? Did I do better than I thought I was going to do? Um, mm. that's a, and- that's a good way to put it. Like 
to me how to measure success differently, not just necessarily like a title or money or anything like that, like the intangibles that measure what success really means. Mm -hmm. um, oh, no, go ahead. Um, yeah, I got, just because I, I had a question written down that is kind of tangential to that. So Ashley, for you, someone who's deeply ambitious, how do you balance ambition with personal peace? Oh, I, okay, my, when, when I'm ambitious, it's very strong, but when I decide that I'm going to take a break, I take a break. I don't, I don't shorten it for anything. I don't say, I don't think about any ambitions when I'm taking my break. I take my break. And when that break is over, whenever my heart desires that it's over, then I get back to being on my grind and on my, you know, my, my stuff, you know? So mm -hmm. that, that's where my balance comes in. Whenever I need a break, I'm taking it. And it can be as long as it needs to be for me. Oh, yes. Hell yes. So <clears throat> earlier, Ashley asked us a couple questions about her chart, um, or at least one question. So Cass and I did do a little sneak peek. We did not do a deep dive. Ashley will not get a deep dive, but she will definitely get a sneak peek. Um, and I will tell you, Ashley's big three, um, even though her entire life, Ashley just knew that she was a Sagittarius because her birthday is, as we spoke about earlier, on the winter solstice um december the 21st but when we looked at her chart and rising sign as i talked about earlier knowing the time of birth um miss ashley here is a capricorn sun a leo moon and a virgo rising so if any of you remember back to our conversation a couple minutes ago tell me what you noticed about those conversation and those places <laughs> And also the most beautiful part about this ashley is that you being a capricorn um the sun travels through each sign at 60 degrees um, on the, or th I'm sorry, 30 degrees on the pie chart. That's the best way to describe it, but on the astro wheel. And you are zero degrees, four minutes of Capricorn, which is basically if you were born just a little bit earlier, we would have had a whole You would have been a Sagittarius, thing. literally like 10 minutes before you would have been a Sagittarius, but- <laughs> So you're, you ambitiously wanted to be a Capricorn. <laughs> so you made sure that you hit just the right line and you are, um, and Ashley actually asked about being a cusp and that cusp is from December 19th to the 25th and it's called the cusp of prophecy. And it is between Sagittarius, the philo philo philosopher um, and the sage mixed with Capricorn, the authority and the Saturn. So it's Jupiter's energy versus Saturn's energy. And like Cass and I were talking about earlier, if you guys know Sagittarius's, that is the most fiery, inspiring energy. As we told you before, our third person Coral is a Sag and she is the reason you get to look at us today. Um, and she is a lovely Sag. So that Sagittarius energy is Jupiter. It's optimistic. It aims high. It's fiery. It's mutable. So we don't know where it's going to go, but we know it's going to go somewhere. And then you have very much Capricorn energy, which is Cardinal Earth, which initiates a lot of great projects and grounding, but they're very grounded in long-term stability. And so 
Saturn is restriction, Jupiter is expansion. And so in one person, that is the balancing of this idea and then, but I have to gradually work on it. This idea, but I have to gradually work on it. So it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, my entire life. <laughs> Um, so that's where that energy comes in. Um, and then, you know, your Leo moon with the me first one, we got it. I'm the best. I want to be the best. Right, I want like, everyone to know I'm the best. <laughs> that's totally and then, that. And then the Virgo perfectionist, like it has to be, I judge this and I do this. <laughs> I was like, she read her own chart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a fascinating combo. No, go ahead today. I was going to say also your North node is in Scorpio, I believe. Oh yeah. Uh, Uh Am I right? Uh I'm looking at it right now. Okay, good. So I want to ask you this, how has your life changed from the beginning of the year until the end of this year? And how much change and transformation have you gone through? Ooh, a lot. Um, Hold on, gotta gotta re up. Even the universe is like, we gotta take a moment. <laughs> um, the beginning of the year. Well, first of all, this year has been very challenging for me financially. Not to say that I was like just down in the dumps, but it wasn't a a financial year that I'm used to. So that's probably where the Capricorn comes in. Um, <laughs> but all in all, like relationships change. I found a great relationship, lost a lot of friendships. Um, and I can say that I'm really learning a lot about myself. Like I've learned so much about myself this year than any other year. I feel like uh, 27 has done a number on me. <laughs> so I feel like I'm, you know, geared towards a positive year, you know, positive years to come. But this year has really been transformative. I've learned that I like this. I don't like that. Um, I won't accept this. This is okay. This is a boundary. It's just, it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot in 2022. You said you've lost friends. So those relationships have changed because you kind of set up boundaries or you became the person you are and they weren't on the same frequency. Um, I think it's more so the frequency thing. Like I became this person who was just like, I'm, I'm doing this this way at this time. And they were used to me kind of conforming to how they were. So they weren't accustomed to, you know, this newfound voice that I had. So uh, that's how I lost, you know, a friendship. But other than that, everything was was good I had a my career is on the up and up I just got a new job so that's great I've been struggling (laughs) in the beginning of the year um relationship you know romantic life is great so everything else is is on a positive turn it was just you know a couple friendships where my boundaries weren't up to their standards so it kind of, we fell off on the communication, um, but you know, it's no love loss. <laughs> Listen, I wish you the very best because it's not going to stop yes. my show. <laughs> <laughs> so you go right. over there. 
right. I wish you the very best. That's what I'm talking about. Um, well, I, I asked that because we, I said your North Node, and we talk about this when we do people's charts, and your North Node is uh, where your soul goes from from and to and this year the nodes axis was on the taurus scorpio axis so most of the fixed signs or people that had those heavy energies really felt an incredibly transformative energies and a lot of things were cut out of those people's lives um because they wouldn't have cut them out otherwise unless there was a reason or something like very you know, the universe was like, well, you can look at this and here are your choices. Um, and so I am very happy that you um, were able to experience it for the better, that you feel like it helped you at the end of the year and that you are just really excited to go into the next year. And, you know, girl, I, I'm here for it. For sure. <laughs> Heck yes. And I will, I, and this is not to, um, you know, um, I hope this isn't scary in any way, but this year may be a good and useful precursor to your, cause you're coming close to your Saturn return. So Saturn is currently in Aquarius um, where it will be, do you know uh, like offhand when Saturn is leaving Aquarius today? Is it 2023? Well, Saturn just left Capricorn. Oh. And so it's going to move into- so but her so Saturn must be in either Aquarius or Pisces. Hers is in Pisces. Oh, so I was okay, trying so to figure yeah, out because Saturn's see. currently in Aquarius. When yeah, it I think leaves. it's my. I think it does move like maybe March of twenty twenty three. Okay, or something um, like that. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm guessing, but yeah, what? Yeah. You go we'll ahead and you. talk about the Saturn return. Okay. Uh, period. <laughs> while I look up when it happens. <laughs> so, um, Saturn return since. Since Saturn's your friend, girl, um, but actually Mercury is your friend, but that's a whole nother story for another day. But anyways, um, Saturn, everybody talks about a Saturn return and, and everyone that goes from their 20s to their 30s has a very interesting 29th year. And your oh. Saturn return usually starts about the end of your 27th, like maybe the middle of your 28th, it'll start, you'll start to slowly feel it like a little bit before it hits that point. And what the Saturn return does is that everything that you will be learning all the way um, from like now until the end of your Saturn return will transform you for the better. They will be lessons and none of Saturn's lessons are easy, but they are worth the lesson in the end. You will learn so much and you will, you will be stronger for it because it will teach you um, it'll just teach you how to be an authority, really. Honestly, I think that's what your Saturn return really brings. It takes you away from your 20s um, because Cassie and I are both out of our 20s and that's all I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> and so when you hit your 30s, you just transform into a different person because you're an adult. Like there's really no excuses in 30s. It was cute in your 20s. It is not cute in your 30s um, and then beyond. But um, Saturn return is a really good time to just, really embrace the lessons because they are for your highest good. Um, I remember my Saturn return was during a time when Cassie and I actually worked together and I was a manager of a restaurant. And it was one of the most difficult times that I had ever 
been in in a work relate in a work situation oh not because of the the staff that i worked with they like the staff that i had we was that was my squad they still my squad but um the other managers that were there um did not made it very difficult for me to succeed but i succeeded anyway and that was the best lesson is that after that i had the confidence to do whatever i needed to do that i could manage a team that i could run a team that i could own a business and that's how my saturn returned as struggleful struggle bus as it was in it i you reap the lessons afterwards so starting around it looks like march until may of 2025 so it will last for march 2023 till may of 2025 it will last a long time but i encourage you to just be as flexible as possible and continue to be authentic with it because i feel like that will help you like in the direction that you want to go in and you know what I had a feeling all along that this was coming because I've seen a common theme of me coming face to face with adverse, you know, situations. But I'm like, I'm the type that's like, all right, bye, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm out of there quickly. <laughs> so I've had a feeling that it's gonna come a time where I just have to persevere and I have to push through and I have to just learn the lessons that I need to learn. So. I had a feeling it was coming. <laughs> it's funny oh, you ready. say that too, and you frame it that way because Saturn is known as Father Karma. So when we think about the lessons Saturn is teaching us, especially this Saturn return is the first time that Saturn has returned to the place it was in the zodiac since you were born. So we're talking about lessons of karma for the whole life you have had to this point. And your Saturn return does exactly what you just said. It it, it leaves you no escape. You have to face the thing, you know, you have to face it head on and go through it. And you will, as today said, you know, diamonds are forged in pressure. You, you will be better for it. You'll be stronger, more resilient and infinitely more self-aware. Like, um, today yeah. described what she went through when, during my Saturn return period, I met dated and ditched a toxic, you know, addict, but also at the end of it met the man that would become my husband. But it was like the, the, the two years were <laughs> nothing but just these non-stop lessons in you can't do this anymore this doesn't working this is a pattern that's you're trying to escape something and it's it saturn allows no escapes <laughs> it just it, it just does it is not pisces it's not it's not neptune energy it is literally the opposite of neptune energy which is, is pisces escapism that is their energy not capricorn energy it is rock solid in your face <laughs> um, but I have a feeling you're going to succeed. And my other piece of advice to you is to, um, nurture your moon, your Leo moon, um, without having your ego have to be the center of attention. Okay. I know that might be a big ask and I get <laughs> it. I get it. I get it because we all like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for a good ego. But, um, when it comes to your emotions you know you want to kind of lean into other people's a little bit too <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> okay <laughs> y'all see how thing. i was like <laughs> 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 to take 
just a brief foray back into the Saturn return thing. And because today you kind of alluded to this and then we didn't really explain because you are Capricorn technically, you know, yeah. you, know you got that Capricorn sun and you have a lot of other Capricorn energy in your chart. Your Saturn return period may feel more natural and less antagonistic mm-hmm. than the average person's because Saturn rules Capricorn. So it's very much energy that your chart is comfortable in. Like you're comfortable to a certain extent with structures, lessons, doing and going steadily mm-hmm. forward, right? Um, but it's it's just gonna, it, it, there, there's gonna be big asks. There's gonna yeah. be big asks of, of you and your inner reserves of strength and you have plenty of them and you'll survive and you'll be even more kick-ass uh when it's done but it's a whole thing it's just yeah. a whole thing and is it <laughs> is it in her fourth is it in the energy her capricorns in fourth house yes mm-hmm. okay so that's your foundations that's your home that's so it's just kind of around that you'll be able to restructure and seeing what works and what doesn't work um in the best kind of way and so you know we here at the Zodiac chat line stand you and we know she will be successful. Yes. So let the people know who you are again, where they can find you. Holla, holla, holla. Take it away. Okay. Um, my name is Ashley. That's all I'm going to give you. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at other side of dot Ashley or last name. I think his last name dot hood. I don't know. You can find me somewhere on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a lot of cool things that's coming out soon. You won't see them now, but you'll see them later. Um, but that's that's about it. I'm pretty much low key. So if you find me, you find me. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> and I literally spoken <laughs> like her big three yeah <laughs> says oh, the I capricorn like leo virgo if you find me you find me if you don't you don't right <laughs> oh that's funny. well thank you thank you thank you for taking the time on this sunday to spend with us uh have a wonderful and amazing solar return on wednesday we are sending Yay! you all the prosperity abundance and blessings and more that you deserve and enjoy turning you know still being in your 20s that's cute right yeah what's that like that's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing wait. rest of your season enjoy yes. all the things thank yes. you for being with us for having me i had so much fun I really all right talked. thank we'll talk to you soon bye-bye bye oh my gosh i can't wait for her to lead us all one day you know girl so speaking of leading us all let's segue into those uh capricorn celebrity check let's right? do it yes are we, are we our, our, yeah let's do it let's do oh, our okay. capricorn think, celebrity yeah. check-in and then we'll talk about the winter solstice and then we'll talk about an audience question and all the other things see that's why she's in charge and i'm just looking cute okay so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you go ahead and start with the first one and we can piggyback off that one because she, to, uh, to me, she's the queen of all, I mean, she currently, to me, the queen of all Capricorns, but you go. Yes. Okay. So if you've, you know, if this is not your first time here, you've probably heard me mention before my love of lady rappers. So my first Capricorn season shout out is to almost uh, Ashley's birthday twin, but not quite big lotto whose birthday is 1222 this Thursday. She's going to be 20, 
three or four, maybe something like that. She's quite young too, but on that Capricorn tip started rapping when she was nine and like dropped out of school at 16. Cause it was like, she was like, I'm not doing this shit. I'm going to be a rapper. And she's crushing it right now. She's just, you know, making hits. The woman never stops. She never stops. She dropped an album in like August and has dropped an EP since then. I mean, just releasing singles. Some track didn't make it on the album, got leaked and all. It got picked up by social media to just release that too. I love it. She, um, you know, Capricorns, once they're good enough with their money and set up our generous too and she set up a charity for single mothers and children in atlanta um to help support the babies and the mamas and i love to see that and i also just love to see black women win so hello big lotto and yeah Happy she birthday, went on tour baby. with they were on and you went to oh, see yeah. them on tour Yes, she toured herself at the beginning of this year. Then she toured with Lizzo also this year. I saw the show in Detroit in October. It was phenomenal. Both of them crushed it. Two earth sign queens sharing the stage. Fucking fabulous. Making those coins, bish. Love it. So this is my Capricorn queen because that was Cassie's. Mine I have followed this amazing Capricorn queen. She is a January Capricorn. We don't, we don't, we try not to segregate here, but we all have our own, you know, choices for like December and January or whatever, you know, your sign, whatever month you're in, whatevs, rep your set. Um, however, this amazing person started off on YouTube back in the day and Cassie talked about it, that I have been literally following this woman's career since she was on YouTube with her show, the web show, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. Um, she also brought us Issa, Molly, Kelly, and Tiffany, um, allowed us to be insecure and grow through all of that with five seasons. She is the creator of Hooray Media Entertainment Company. Let's give it up for the beautiful and the lovely, rooting for everybody Black, Issa Ray. We love her, Capricorn Queen. I, I mean, yes. she literally, she has just changed the game for um, Black women in media, in, in sketch comedy, in writing, in just being able to tell the stories. Um, and so we love us some Issa Rae. We watch her. Listen, she got married in France. Nobody knew because that's big Capricorn energy. I'll let you know when you do know. Showed us the pictures. Everybody's like, she's married. Exactly. You know what? We love you, Issa. I'll be have a great Capricorn season. I absolutely. I hope you have a great every season. Um, Issa Ray, you deserve it. Uh so I had also picked Issa Ray on my list, but I knew Tanae was Tanae's the OG or Issa Stan would probably also speak about her. But it was funny because I was like, well, what is Issa up to like presently? I wonder if she's got anything in the works or whatever. And I came across this article in the Hollywood Reporter. She was honored within the last couple of weeks for like a women in entertainment, some, some group. And it was so interesting. Her remarks were like, I'm starting to worry about getting old and I just want to put on as many young black creatives as I can, because I have a finite amount of, of time on this earth and a finite amount of work I'm going to make. And I hope I live a long life, but I don't know if I will. 
And so I just want to make sure I lift other people like me up. And I was like, first of all, big Capricorn energy to be 37 and already <laughs> like concerned about your mortality. And second of all, she's like fucking love you. Like it's, there's room at the table. There is just room at the table for everybody. And it's really frustrating to read about like Issa's struggles early in her career, how hard she had to prove her bona fides to HBO to get insecure on the air. Like she ran a successful web series for years before that show was picked up. She had an entire like season written already, plus a show Bible with outlines. They made her write outlines for like four future seasons. Meanwhile, no shade to her, I guess, but like Lena Dunham walked in there with barely an outline and they gave her girls. So like, it just goes to show you how much harder it is for especially black women, but really like women of color, black men, men of color, anyone who's not like really a white male or a rich white female to succeed in Hollywood. And he's Capricorn self was like, watch me. Hold right. Hold, watch yeah. me. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the, and that was right. What you said is exactly like, she is able to put on black creatives and tell their stories. And I think that on her YouTube channel, I think she's she's done a series where she's interviewed and then before she did shorts where directors could come on and like do their short movies but like you said big capricorn energy let me pull up the people who are underneath me because it was so hard um and and who you're going to talk about earlier i mean open the doors i mean Issa ray basically opened the doors for a couple people but you know she had her door open by one of the people i think cassie's going to talk about next oh my gosh wait who opened the door for Issa Rae that I'm about to talk about? I mean, I don't know if I know this story. Well, I don't necessarily think, I just think like being able to be on TV and being black and being seen and interviewing people and just, Oh yeah. Like Gail. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, yes. it's, it takes, it doesn't, or, you know, even, I guess you actually, Shonda, we forgot about Shonda Rhimes and she's a freaking Capricorn. She is. Oh, she, I didn't, she didn't come up in my research. Wait, maybe she's not. I thought she was. Yeah, she, I mean, she, I trust you. I defer to you to know every celebrity's birthday, but okay. So Tanae refers to our, the uh, incredible Gail King, who half of the duo of Oprah and Gail, um, a cap classic Capricorn Aquarius pairing, um, two signs that though right next to each other do surprisingly well together. Um, and Gail, you know, I just love Gail. I think she's so, she seems great. She's so poised in interviews. And also there's like been very public drama around all of the early morning shows. Like that mess with the two Good Morning America anchors like a few weeks ago, that was crazy. Like Matt Lauer was oh, trapping yeah. bitches and raping them in his office or whatever. Charlie Rose was on some other shit. And Gail is just showing up to work, doing the job doing it well, stacking her checks. I bet she's got a great investment portfolio. I love you, Gail. Yes. Love you, girl. And having to interview um, that man that got released from prison, but we won't say his name. He but got anyway. released from prison? Girl, anyways, we're going to oh. move on past that one. Okay. Um, okay. I did, I cannot, I cannot, I can verify Shonda Rhimes is a Capricorn January the 13th. Um, so we should, so I'm sorry, guys, my mistake. Shonda Rhimes did open the door for Issa Rae. Um, and the next person I'm going to talk about because Cassie and I stand this person, um, she started off 
um, doing a vine, like, ooh, he got money. Um, and then went to some BuzzFeed, was on the Black Lady Sketch Show, and now is the creator, the writer, and stars in the lovely Abbott Elementary. Let's give it up for Capricorn Quinta Brunson. Oh, girl. Quinta, love we love you. We love everything that you have done so far. Um, and Quinta is just in her early 30s. Quinta might be 32 on a good day. Yeah, super young, for sure younger yeah. than me. Read her book. It was adorable. She is just seems fucking lovely. Like just and same kind of, you know, things were Capricorn themes, heart just worked hard, just did it, you know, like she has in common with our guest Ashley tonight that she was a competitive cheerleader all throughout her early <laughs> life and got she talks about that in her book got a taste for being the center of attention and kind of being the star and then that led to improv comedy and then it just led to she was out working in the apple store in wherever the fuck california when she started when she made that vine that went oh. viral and then started just randomly putting more stuff on the internet internet and eventually you know met met a few folks and boom and now we're here now we're blessed yeah i know and that ensemble cast like you can't deny that um so we we love you quinta thank you for picking up where Issa ray left off um even though Issa ray is doing other things but those of you that watch insecure that was there every sunday and i think when they switched thursday but everybody when you was there you knew you needed something to pick you back up at abbott elementary has kind of filled that little void for me um just a bit 100% yeah for sure um I guess the last ones I'll talk about because they're birthday twins so I'll pick two are um two just superstar Capricorns um who are I I don't want to necessarily lump I I don't know if it's appropriate to call Michelle Obama a hustler because I don't think that she's out here snatching every bag she can get per se but she's working she is working and she's earning working for her community yeah. and she is earning yeah. um and she shares a birthday with steve harvey who absolutely is out here snatching every bag he can get and good for you steve i love your mustache i know you know there's rumors he's kind of an asshole if i filmed eight shows in a year i'd be kind of an asshole too like one show is exhausting <laughs> much less many shows and and Steve Harvey doesn't get a lot of credit for being a comedy legend but is in fact a fucking comedy legend oh, yeah. like oh yeah kings of comedy that yeah. is still to this day hilarious Steve Harvey show when he had hair um <laughs> and I don't know anybody that can host that many game shows and just you know we here for it just do it and do it I well love that they're birthday twins and i feel like michelle is starting to it's it's funny too because when i think of both of those both of those figures you have two people who keep, can keep it very buttoned up depending on the context but can also very much let loose depending on the context like it was really funny to see steve harvey um kind of let his guard down uh 
on comedians and cars getting coffee, like Jerry Seinfeld interviewed. Okay. So of course, it's like very, you know, silly and kind of bod- body or whatever. Like, um, and then I saw, you know, Michelle Obama's on a speaking tour right now. And I saw her uh, photos of her at, an, um, at a speaking engagement with braids. Oh, yeah. She was just I killing it. it. Yes. Yeah. And that's just- what somebody put on a video like when she was when she was first lady and then like the real Michelle Obama is now out I, I fucking like, love it and it's like oh you you know I think sometimes Capricorns feel like they have to be super professional and they have to be super serious and buttoned up and it's like let your inner freak flag fly we all know it's there <laughs> all of that uh so I will have these two are not birthday twins but I'm just gonna run these down because we literally have been talking about this okay so the first person I'm gonna bring up is if you are on Instagram and um you need to follow it is called parking lot pimpin um with Lene Vinay um, I will definitely put her information in the description box below but she says she's gonna keep it black and brief she has a master's of art in African-American studies um, but she does a Friday light parking, Friday, Friday parking lot. And she sits in the parking lot and she spills all the tea and she runs down whatever's happening, um, in the world using political and historical references. It is amazing. I went to see her. She performed here locally in Atlanta. I went to see her live. That's why I know she's a Capricorn for sure. Amazing. The girl is rocking it out. She has a Patreon and she was just named the American Black Film Festival's 2023 Social Ambassador. So please check her out. I'm going to drop her stuff below. And then finally, I came across this person and I was like, who is this child? Because, you know, they are 22. Um, And I started watching the Sex Lives of College Girls and Renee Rapp. If you do not Everybody, I'm pretty sure, because of TikTok, knows who this girl is. But she first starred in Broadway's Mean Girls as Regina George. Um, and she plays Layton on The Sex Lives of College Girls. And she just released an EP called Everything to Everyone. She's been on tour. She is openly bisexual. All the gays love her. All the all the lesbians are about that life. She's a gorgeous, blonde-haired, just lovely, and she can sing. Side note, her best friend is Aaliyah, who is a cancer. Their friendship is literally goals. It is the cutest thing ever. Um, but she is 22 and out here, again, like she talked about Lotto, just like killing it at a young age and I what I really admire about Capricorns is like when they know what the fuck they're gonna do they're going to do it and they already have their plan and they'll take their time they don't give a shit how you talked about Lotto at nine that was what for the let me help me do the math 14 years ago no I'm 15 yeah 14 15 years ago she's 23 yeah she knew what she was trying to do and she took her time and went step by step by step by step and now she's just making leaps and bounds but it's the same with with Renee she you know started in that and then got cast in that show and so she's just kind of and that girl can Renee rap that girl can sang like sang Broadway hit them notes um so (laughs) I truly wanted to give her a shout out and then last but not least just to tag on Steve Harvey's uh Lori Harvey just out here being a true Capricorn if you trying to date her it's a million dollars in an NDA player just letting you know (laughs) and that's big Capricorn energy I love it so 
Coming up on Wednesday is the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere for us here up here. Um, that is December 21st. It is the symbolic death and rebirth of the sun. It is the shortest day of the year. It is when we are officially in winter and we will start to get little bit longer days because if you're around where the rest of us are it is dark as hell at like five o'clock and it's the worst it's the worst i hate it um but i love the winter solstice in general i like a good reset i'm a big fan of both the winter solstice and new year you know as we celebrate it here in the west as an opportunity to set the tone for the 12 months that are going to follow right um in you know like uh my uh, at a the ancestral lands i guess of the you know like uh the uk and um scandinavia a lot of times they celebrate or honor the winter solstice with bonfires or any kind so i encourage you if you're looking for something to do like integrate light flames whatever like welcome the return of the light to your life but also remember that it's still cold and it's still dark and we're still laying the groundwork for everything that's going to come forward so i think it's a great opportunity every year to you know whether it's you have a ritual like a, a resolution um today and i have talked a few times on the show before about how we pick words each year um each new year uh to kind of set set our theme for that year and give us something to go back to and explore um and so yeah i would i would definitely uh encourage that and this year it's kind of cool that the new moon is falling so close to the winter solstice because then we can be really intentional with that energy and using that as a time to not only set intentions for this moon cycle but really for the season and even for the year if you're feeling you know um comfortable enough with your ambitions there how do you um celebrate the winter solstice tonight you know um i am going to really dedicate more time to uh trying to channel some capricorn energy i actually do have zero capricorn placements in my chart um it's okay um so i'm really going to um uh, i think this year i'm going to burn some stuff and really like use that like they talk about the pagans did like yule logs and stuff like that but really try and um release and let go i think again as we talked about in the beginning of the show with all of this capricorn energy just really planning and being methodical about what i see um and since capricorn is the sign before mine um a lot of my energies are kind of like in in not sleep mode but but really resting and meditative and thinking mode before uh the aquarius season comes and i am out ya in the streets <laughs> um but i'm definitely going to really take a lot of personal time during this winter solstice i think it's a really good time to kind of do some really good inner work and inner reflection and um come to some realities i think that capricorn season really <laughs> Keeps it, keeps it 1000, boo. <laughs> and again, like uh, it is on its own a good day for release and reflection, but also based on where it is in our moon cycle, right? So like we're approaching the dark moon at that 
point haven't quite hit the new moon in Capricorn. And that's a great time to just really like, okay, what no longer serves dust, dust the corners of your, of your existence. Right. Like really, if you have some time, I know it's, you know, the holidays are weird because it's like, on the one hand, there's free time, but on the other hand, you fill up every moment of free time with time spent with other people. But in the free time you do have really think about like, the places, of, the structures of your life. Okay. Like what's working in the job, what's working in your daily routine, mm-hmm. what's working in the way you manage your finances, what's working in the way that you manage your physical body, like all of those day to day, like not necessarily like day to day routines, but the way that our daily lives accumulate, accumulate into something bigger. That mm-hmm. is Capricorn this, season. Yeah thought process yeah the structures behind how we move yeah and like what and like what we move and the structures be maybe your foundation foundation your family base like Cassie said you know like um some of your I think you know it's foundation of yourself your habits and like discipline and just different things like that and so um I again we are fans of always chilling the fuck out <laughs> yep yep <laughs> You're today and I are not the ones to be doing too much, you guys. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, Girl. but like, right, not, right, right, not really at the appropriate times, but right, you know, right. these times, these, this you, is not the time for doing too much. Uh-uh. No, this is the time for doing what the go to like say, just right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding, that's probably a very strange analogy, but anyway. <laughs> You want to get into this question? I do. I love this question because it is super Very relevant valid, right, right now. Yes. All right. Um, so the question is, what is Mercury's shadow period and why is it fucking with us? <laughs> so um, Mercury's shadow period is the two to three weeks approximately. Like, yeah, two weeks. Each, yeah two weeks before it goes retrograde and after it goes direct. So that is when, because again, the retrograde periods are periods when the planet appears in the sky to go backward from its normal orbit. It's not actually going backward. It's just that the relation between the earth and that planet's orbit are at kind of a wonky point. Right. And so in the shadow periods, the, the planet seems to slow in its orbit as it approaches that ultimate backward motion. Um, And, you know, we have this thing at the chat line that has happened over these, this year, because we're on our anniversary here of being a thing for a year, um, where we, we tend to do well during Mercury retrograde. Like we we're like prepared for it. You know, we've got all our contingency plans in place. And so maybe it's just that the shadow sneaks up on us and we're not quite ready for it, but the shadow periods tend to really fuck with us. Like we all have technology troubles and like those miscommunications that generally get associated with Mercury retrograde. The three of us, I, and I, I'll speak for myself. I personally find the shadow periods more fraught with that bullshit <laughs> than regular than actual... retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's part of it, I think is because everybody else is, gets so crazy during Mercury retrograde that I feel better. But like the couple weeks before and the couple weeks after, I'm always like, man, 
girl and it's like and and right and usually shadow shadow periods will show themes that are going to come up during mercury retrograde will start to show up in shadow periods um so just pay attention to anything that seems to be like a common theme um because it's just giving you a foreshadowing um that you will have to deal with it um during during mercury retrograde um in which we have said before it's just not a really good time to make big decisions it's a really time to rethink and slow down it usually occurs um like for you to kind of look past the past look over the previous three months of like what has gone on and then how you're going to move forward from that and as we talked about earlier with the winter solstice all of this stuff being in capricorn it is a perfect time for mercury retrograde to take us out through the year so that we can just really slow down these past two years have really gone by i think faster it feels it feels and appears that these two years have gone by super fast since you know covid in 2020 and i think that we are all kind of looking forward to what 2023 will bring, even though there's still some turmoil between a lot of different things. I think a lot of us feel a lot better, at least just taking a deep breath and being like, okay, well, it's not that bad. Let's just take our time. Let's take a step back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I saw a tweet that was very funny um, from Black Twitter, of course, because Black Twitter is the just lit. Do you hear so me? Good. Lit. Um, but it's like no one's out here saying 2023 is going to be their year. Everybody's too scared to claim it. And there, I think there is some truth to that. You know, I think 2020 was so rough that a lot of people, myself included, were like 2021. And then 2021 was like, mm, no. <laughs> this year I was like, well, maybe and it was like mm, no so, so i'm i'm again i'm a big fan of restart you know uh, uh, a chance to you know to have a fresh pair of eyes and 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 try a different you know cycle out and that is not to say that this year hasn't had some great stuff this project came out of this year you know i've, I've personally i've had some really great stuff but we also were russia and ukraine are still at war i mean Brittany Griner got kidnapped in Russia for nine months. They overturned Roe. Like we barely held on to democracy again. Who knows if we will in 2024? Like it's stressful. And we see a lot yeah. of people imploding on themselves. Oh, and we see and yeah. and here, and the truth is that we are seeing a rise in white supremacy. And we are seeing a very terrifying rise in that much division in our country. Um, mm -hmm. And so that is nothing that is, is really hidden. And I think that Pluto and Capricorn and Aquarius and Saturn is like telling, telling no folks. Yeah. Right. Folks. I think it's mm -hmm. exposing folks. It's um, true. And so it's so, like, how can we build a better future? You know, I would encourage you, you know, think on that as you, as we're going through this year yeah. together, like, how can we, let's channel some Aquarius vibes. <laughs> you know how do we help the collective Aquarius yeah yes, how do we help like, how do we transform the collective um and the collective is whoever wants to be involved in the collective because that not everybody's going to be in it um mm -hmm. but we encourage you all to you know change your own orbit and only thing you could change is you honey the only thing you got control over is you so focus on it preach it like you teach it Oh. Yeah, we're gonna go into our tarot. No, I'm just kidding. Into the tarot. I tried this earlier today. Oh, there, there we go. go. Kim Krantz, welcome back. Animal spirit. Cassie and I love, 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 love this deck. Mm -hmm. Um, and Kim Krantz, a Michigan queen, like the ah, two of us. Yes. 
Um, we, before I pull this, I just want to thank everybody. We have like enjoyed, um, this entire year. Thank you to everybody that has subscribed to all of our platforms. Thank you to everybody that's followed us that has been engaged. Um, we are excited to come back next year and show you guys what we have for the show. Um, we want to eternally grateful for everybody's support. It is, I mean, I think we are just so blessed to be able to do this uh, creative project with each other. Um, and I think it feeds ours, me and Kat, for, I think it feeds Cassie and I as like astrology bug because this is the language we talk in every single day, even to each other. Um, so thank you for rocking with us. Um, shout out to Janet, whose birthday is today. She was our first Aww. guest um for our virgo service earlier so janet happy solar return to you cassie shout out to all the guests we've had this year everyone who came on to the show what has been so incredible and insightful and offered us and the, the folks here like something to think about and it's been amazing so thank you guys thank you to coral for you know the fire she adds to today's and my air and water energy and um to all the people in our lives who've supported us over the year in this project you know shout out to jason and brandon our you know zodiac challenge spouses and um and yeah really i mean it's just been such a blessing to get to meet some new people through this and um connect with even just complete strangers like it's it's been really cool. And I, I'm, I'm excited that we're coming back in Aquarius season and we have plans to be back for the rest of next year. And, um, I'm very excited to watch this project continue to evolve. So you ready? I'm ready. Butterfly in the sky. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, there it is. No, now she's getting bright. Come on, butterfly. Oh, that's a, oh, this is going to be a really good one. Okay, guys. So we have the butterfly undergoing great change and transformation. <laughs> Always. Always okay. be on point. It never fails. And we appreciate that we are connected. Okay. Thank you, ancestors. The energy of the butterfly is with us during periods of transition. Since air is the element of the heart, this change usually involves relationships or if you love your job, perhaps your career. Since transition is accompanied by some amount of discomfort, be extra patient and kind during this time, especially if the butterfly is you. Let solid friends and activities support you like a cocoon committing to one daily routine, a meal, practice, or prayer. Done at the same place and time will do wonders for lifting a butterfly's spirit. When in balance, the butterfly is cheerful and graceful. When out of balance, fragile and frustrated. In order to bring into balance, daily routine. Oh my goodness. I, this hit harder than I was ready for um, because I will share this with you privately, Cassie, but this is like, Okay, thank you. I heard ancestors heard. Um, but for everybody else, sorry, I had a moment. Uh, it is live. It is what it is. Um, that butterfly spirit is transformation. And like we said, we are going into a very good slowdown period. So figure out 
how you're going to transition and transform. We are transitioning from Sagittarius season to Capricorn. We're transitioning from the end of the year to the beginning of a new year. We are transitioning from a direct to a retrograde. So again, just be patient with yourself and just have have the support system like they said like a cocoon i thought that was a beautiful line have your support system like a cocoon around you and uh envelop you to support you through this transition time i love it it hits every time again that is um i think i almost did it better one day I'll get good at this, guys, but today is not going to be that day. It would be helpful if these cards were not so <laughs> shiny and, you know, worked a little more with the, yeah, the ring light. light here. Exactly. Okay. Oop, there we go. So this is The Animal Spirit by Kim Krantz. Let's see if I can. Oh, look. Oh, yeah, that's better. There you go. Look at that. Yes. So, well... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Support black women. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also before we get out of here, once again, thank you to everyone that has supported us for this entire project. We are so thrilled that we made it a year. Cassie, happy anniversary, girl. Happy anniversary, baby. <laughs> um, to everybody and to our future guests, we look forward to seeing you guys um, next year, 2023 in mid-January. We'll we will be back and um, on our oldest social media platforms to let you know when we will be back officially. Um, but please continue to follow us on the TikTok and the Instagram. All of that information will be below. Thank you again, Ashley. Happy solar return, dear Capricorn queen. <laughs> Not Sagittarius. Um, we thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so great to talk, chat with you. Guys, whatever your ambition is, it's all up to you. Um, Cassie, any last words? Just, I echo Tanae's thanks. Be safe and well. And, you know, we'll see you in 2023. Listen, stay blessed and hydrated, y'all. As always, it's all love. And what, Cassie? Peace. Peace. <laughs>